Hey y'all, it's Carmen. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I'm excited that you are here with me as we continue in our study of the book of Proverbs. And before we dive into that, let me just say that last week was a pretty uh, rough week for me. Just a lot of things just kind of came together and it just didn't sit very well with me. And as I sat back and thought about what went wrong, I realized that I was not giving enough attention to my time in the Word and uh, prayer time. I kind of was just doing enough to get by, was not really devoting myself fully to that. And so this week, I'm going to try and do better and pray that God's grace will be evident in my life. And I pray that prayer for you as well. And also, I'm in my sophisticated recording studio, which you know is my closet, and there's construction going on out the window. So if you hear any hammering or banging around, um, that's what that is. But hopefully I've created a space where we don't have to do that. We won't have to hear that. All right, so let's get right to it. As I was reading these three chapters for this episode, And remember, we're going to start in chapter one at verse eight, and we're going to go through chapter three. But I was I was reading these. I was reminded of some things that my parents used to tell me. And then I started thinking about all these cliche parental wise words that we hear when we're growing up, the things that we hear and then we say, oh, I'm never going to say that to my kids. But then when your kids come along you, in fact, end up saying some of these things. So I've written a few down. Um, they're pretty funny if you think about them. And, but right in the, in the moment of disciplining your kids or trying to prove a point or trying to impart some type of wisdom to them, we say these things that sometimes don't make a lot of sense. Uh, so let's start. The first one I thought of was, don't do anything I wouldn't do. Now, if we really thought about that, And some of the things we do, we don't want our kids knowing we do. So that might not be the wisest thing to tell our kids. Uh, The next one is because I said so. That's not really a reason, but I have found myself many, many times saying that to, to Shelby. Because I said so. What other reason do you need, right? Now, this is one that Brian, when I asked Brian, he gave to me. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. Now, I heard that as a child, and I was always very doubtful, and it was usually right before I got a spanking or a pop or something. This is going to hurt me more than it's going to hurt you. And I was always like, "Uh, no, I think you've got that mixed up. But now as a parent, I understand where where that saying comes from. This is one my mom always said to me, can't never could, because I would always say, I can't, I can't. And her response was, can't, never could. But there's a lot of wisdom and truth in that. I'm never going to do it if I don't ever try, right? And then the last one I thought of is, one day you'll thank me. And in fact, I'm in that day where I feel like I need to either call and thank my mom for all that she did for me or call and apologize for, (laughs) for all that I did to her. So 
think about those. What are some of the cliche things that you're, you heard from your parents and some of the ones that you might say now if you're a parent today? But as I thought about these in relation to our scripture, you know, Solomon, as he's writing, he says the words, my son, several times through these three chapters. And actually, I've circled them. Give me a minute. One, two, three, four, seven times in three, these three chapters, he said, my son, he's referring to who he's talking to. My child, listen to what I'm telling you. These are my instructions. And he just jumps right in in verses eight and nine of chapter one. He says, listen, my son, to your father's instructions and do not forsake your mother's teaching. They will be garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. So there's an assumption of honor here where it says your father's instruction and your mother's teaching. So we assume because of these roles that there's honor in their instruction and their teaching. And it's something that the son, this child needs to hold on to. The same for us. There's honor in the words of God and what he tells us. And we need to not forsake them and we need to listen to them. And in verse nine, it says, garland to grace your head and a chain to adorn your neck. These are ways that we can enhance the beauty of moral character. That's what this is trying to to get across this point. Enhance the beauty of moral character. So there is beauty in having moral character. And when we show that we are listening to and not forsaking wisdom, these are ways that we can enhance that beauty. And then later on in verse, in verse, excuse me, and later on in chapter one, in verse 20, it starts out with, um, wisdom calls out to us. Wisdom calls out to us. Uh, verse 20 says, wisdom calls aloud in the street. Let's look at that. Because in this chapter, there's some comparisons between enticement and wisdom. So if you study and look down in kind of deep dive into um, starting in verse 10, going through the rest of the chapter through 33. There's this clear picture and differences between enticement versus wisdom. Enticement being sin. Wisdom, of course, being wisdom, being righteousness. So I'm just going to go through the different things that I've picked out up here, but go back and read those, the rest of chapter one to see. So sin is sneaky. Think about this as I'm saying it. Sin is sneaky, but yet wisdom is out in the open. Sin or enticement is evil versus wisdom being helpful, kind, and good. Enticement and sin is greedy versus wisdom being generous. And then lastly, enticement and sin is dangerous versus wisdom being safe. Now, if you just looked at these two things, sneaky versus out in the open, evil versus helpful, kind, and good, greedy versus generous, dangerous versus safe, which one would you choose? Which one would you rather have a life characterized 
by sin and, and enticement or by wisdom? Looking at it on a piece of paper, I would choose wisdom. But that's why sin and enticement gets us a lot of the times because it's so, so sneaky. So be careful with that. All right, let's move on to chapter two. Again, he starts out with my son. I love this because this is a a good, um, y'all remember in language arts class where you had these if-then statements? They were pretty clear. If you ride a skateboard off of a ledge, then you may break your leg. It was these clear things that were going to happen, these consequences. If you do this, then this will happen. And this is what chapter two is really focusing on. It says, if you call out for insight and if you look for wisdom as you would look for a treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. So there's these benefits. There's these natural positive consequences to getting wisdom, to getting understanding. And then in verse nine, it says, then you will understand what is right and just and fair. Every good path for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. And then in verse 11, through the remainder of chapter two, they list out the benefits, some benefits of wisdom. Now, I'm just going to list these here, but go back and, and look at them. In verse 11, it talks about that wisdom is protection. And then in verses 12 through 15, wisdom is salvation from the wicked. And in verses 16 through 19, wisdom is salvation from the adulteress. And then in verses 20 through 22, wisdom allows us to walk on good paths. So I love this. Solomon's not just telling his son to listen to my instructions. Don't forsake my teaching. But he's saying, do this because of all of these wonderful things that are going to come to your life because of it. Let's look back at verses 9 and 11 in chapter 2. I've read it a little bit, but I want to read through it again, because then it's going to tell us the four components of wisdom. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path, for wisdom will enter your heart and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you and understanding will guard you. So there are four components of wisdom. We don't have time to dive into those today, but think about them as I say it. Wisdom, knowledge, discretion, and understanding. Wisdom, knowledge, discretion, and understanding. Those are the four components. When you say wisdom, that's what it is. We've talked about wisdom and knowledge last week, what the differences of those are. Discretion is knowing perhaps when to say something, when not to say something, when to enter into a relationship with someone, when not to, when to take the job, when not to take the job. Filtering out the circumstances in your life to know what's the right way and what's not. And then understanding, really just grasping what's really going on. Remember those, wisdom, knowledge, discretion, and understanding. 
Let's move on to chapter three. Okay, chapter three is a chapter of comparisons. So if you look through it, you see, and you pull out these comparison words, and, but, or, and then you start looking at the relationships between those. So, and, when we think about, when we understand Proverbs, and we see a statement with and in it, there's meaning and application that come from the way the second statement complements the first. So in verses two through six, there's several and comparisons. Um, just real quickly, my teaching will prolong your life and bring prosperity. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Then you will find favor and a good name in the sight of God and man. Uh, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. It says, fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. Then your barns will be filled and your vats will be overflowing. Do not despise the Lord's discipline and do not resent his rebuke. Over and over and over, he's giving his son these two things that go together that without one, you can't have the other, or it's just another continuation of the first thing that he said. Like in verse eight, this will bring health to your body and nourishment to your bones. So it's just that added uh, bonus. In verse verses 32 and 35, he has some but statements. And when we see the word but in Proverbs, this is gonna contrast the differences between the two statements. For the Lord detests a perverse man, but takes the upright into his confidence. He curses the house of the wicked, but he blesses the righteous. He mocks proud mockers, but gives grace to the humble. The wise will inherit honor, but fools he holds up to shame. And then in chapter three, he gave us some do nots. And these are in verses 27 through 31. Do not withhold good. Do not say something to your neighbor that you're not going to follow through with. Do not plot harm. Do not accuse for no reason. Do not envy and do not choose violence. So some more instruction for living. I want to finish up with verses 13 through 18. It says, blessed is the man who finds wisdom the man who gains understanding. For she is more profitable than silver and yields better returns than gold. She is more precious than rubies. Nothing you desire can compare with her. Long life is in her hand. In her left hand are riches and honor. Her ways are pleasant ways and all her paths are peace. She is a tree of life to those who embrace her. Those who lay hold of her will be blessed. This sounds like a good life when you find wisdom, when you gain understanding. More precious than rubies, better than gold, more profitable than silver, pleasant and peaceful, long life, riches and honor. Sounds like a pretty good life to me. So let's strive today to give wisdom, to gain understanding. 
Let that be one of the top things that you pray for today. With that in mind, let's pray. Dear God, I thank you so much for this day. God, I thank you that wisdom is available to us. I thank you that understanding and knowledge and discretion is something that can characterize our lives. So God, I ask right now for my friends, for myself, God, that you would give us the wisdom that we need to live a godly life that pleases you, to be loving and fair and just to our fellow man, woman, and children around us. God, would we wear wisdom and understanding like garland around our head and a chain, a beautiful necklace around our necks so that people will know that we have you living inside of us because of how we interact, how we react, and how we walk peacefully through this life because of you. I thank you for this time with my friends, and I ask that you would bless them this day. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all. So that's one, two, and three. Next week, we're going to go through chapters four, five, and six. So I want to encourage you uh, in preparation for next week, if you're going to tune in, go ahead and take a look at Proverbs 4, 5, and 6 and to see more about wisdom. So I hope that you will join me right back here then and have a great week. Thank you for joining me today for the Let's Be Real podcast. I sure hope you have been encouraged by our talk. Join me next week for another new episode. Meet me right back here then. If you have been blessed by this podcast, please rate us, subscribe, and share with a friend. I would also love to hear from you. You can email me at berealcarmen at gmail.com. Let me know where you are listening from and how I can be praying for you. This is Carmen. Go be real. The world needs to see it.